0: We're visiting Charleston, South Carolina. We were visiting the area because it it is an option for us, kind of maybe the top 10 finalists for places that we would like to relocate when we downsize. Uh, And I've got to do a lot of research uh, as far as a a future home for this financial planning ministry. If you know anything about Charleston, South Carolina, whether you you visited or maybe read about, uh, Charleston, South Carolina is significant um, in regards to history, historical uh, um, data, whether it be you know the Civil War, whether it be Revolutionary, whether it, it pirates, just a number of things, very interesting. Well, I've got this unique infatuation. Uh, some people may call it macabre. Uh, I like to visit cemeteries and graveyards, not because I'm a ghost chaser, it's, it's nothing of the sorts, but it's a, a dose of reality for me, and sometimes it's a, a much needed dose of reality for me. So we visit one particular graveyard. Uh, what the, I think it was the oldest, uh, cemetery slash graveyard. And I don't remember the criteria. I think a graveyard is attached to a, a church and a cemetery is apart from a church or, or vice versa. Anyway, it's, 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 uh, one of the, or was one of the oldest in, in Charleston. Uh, we actually, uh, hired a tour guide to give us some historical facts about the area and, and that particular, uh, graveyard. And as we visited that, it, like I said, it's a, it's a dose of reality for me uh, for for a number of reasons. Uh, one in particular is, you know, I, I like to, to read the, the date of birth, date of death. Um, sometimes it'll give a reason for the the passing. Sometimes it may be, especially in, in Charleston, um, you know, yellow fever, uh, civil war. Um, you know, in Indiana, I've seen, you know, uh, uh, Families that were, were killed by Indians, uh, smallpox. It, it's it's very interesting uh, to see those things. You know, one thing in particular that you notice in some of these these older graveyards, and I've, I've visited several. As a matter of fact, one of the most interesting graveyards I ever visited was in, in Scotland because you you see things from the fourteen and fifteen hundreds, uh, which you don't see here in the United States. But in Charleston, I the thing that stands out to you is that that most of those uh, grave markers um were not people in their 80s and 90s okay a lot of them were teenagers a lot of them were infants a lot of them were young children uh, many in their 20s and 30s and as the tour guide was was telling different stories there's one particular area of this cemetery um that that uh, that was a mass grave um a, from, from yellow fever, people were dying at such a, a high rate that the, the, they just wanted to get them in the ground as soon as possible. Um, but as I looked at the, the grave markers, you could see, uh, um, obviously, young mothers that may have passed away in, in childbirth, uh, children that, that or infants that, that had passed away um, at, at death, uh, I'm sorry, at birth, there's just so many different variables, and and what what really just kind of sticks out to me is this. You know, people are living like they're never going to die today. You know, in, in 2020, uh, people are just you know thinking that they're going to live into their 80s and 90s, and and yes, people are living longer because of of, of you know medical breakthroughs, and and mortality is just longer now, but the reality is we don't know when when we're going to pass, okay? We know that our days are numbered, but we don't know when we're going to pass. And I, I left the the, the the visits of these these cemeteries w- with a, a fresh understanding of we should always be prepared, okay? You know, whether it be from a, a salvation standpoint, of knowing... How to answer the question: Am I going to heaven when I die? We 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 have to be prepared for that. You know, the reality is, we don't stay here when we die. Okay, you're going to one of two places. You're either going to heaven or hell. Okay, you don't get to come back here and walk around and you know and 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 live in a haunted house. That, that, that's not what happens, right? We know that. I don't care how many ghost stories or movies you've seen. That's that's not what happens. Um... And the second thing is, you know, what, how are we leaving? You know, what kind of footprint are we leaving from a financial standpoint? You know, are are we prepared? Now, let's focus on that zero to 18 group. Um, No one wants to talk about losing a child. But everyone over the age of 40 or 50 probably knows someone who lost a child. It's a terrible thought. It's a terrible event, but it's a reality. Back in nineteen ninety six, when I when I came into the financial services industry after a a, a stint in the, you know the military, um, I went to work for MetLife, uh, Metropolitan Life, Snoopy, right? And what I what I seen or what I learned because I was new to the financial industry is. You know, there were a lot of people in the 1920s and 30s uh, that had bought life insurance on their children, and they were still on the books. So uh, back then, uh, life insurance uh, they 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 collected by debit. So you know, the life insurance agent would go door to door, visit his policyholders, and and you know, when a, a, a baby was born, the life insurance agent, it, you know, was in the the profession of sales. They would say, hey, you know, you need to take out a policy on your your new child. And back then, people really understood death of, of children, um, because it was it was, I guess, a much more common event uh, than what we see today. And I realized that because when I when I started with MetLife, I inherited a you know book a, a book of business in a particular area of the state, and I seen all these two hundred fifty dollar or five hundred dollar life insurance policies. That had been paid up for, you know, fifty years. And I asked my dad, who was uh, the manager, so "What's up with these?" He said, "Jay he said, you know, everyone took out life insurance on their children because mortality was was, you know, much higher um, on on the youth back then for a number of things, you know, scarlet fever, yellow fever, smallpox, and the, and they all knew that. Um, and the last thing they wanted to do is was borrow money to bury a child. So you know, everyone. You know, every responsible adult would 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 buy life insurance on their children, um, and I don't see that now. You know, as a financial planner who's been doing this for a quarter of a century, I just don't see it. And and I think it's, I think it's um, not necessarily ignorance; it's just people don't want to talk about a, a bad thing. But it's it's reality, and and you don't have to go to a cemetery that's um, two hundred years old. You could go to a, a current modern day cemetery graveyard and, and take a walk through and see young, young people who had passed um, you know let me ask those people that are my age in, in their early 50s and, and maybe you went to a, a smaller school like I did. so I graduated uh, with about 125 people in my class. How many classmates um, that you graduated with, have passed away prior to now. I remember in seventh grade health class, seventh grade health, uh, my my teacher stood up there and he said, I'm going I'm to tell you something and it's going to scare you. He And there was probably 25 kids in the class. He said, one of you in this class isn't going to make it to graduation. And everyone just kind of chuckled, but it, it scared me. I'm like, oh my. He says, statistically, one of you is not going to make it to graduation, You're gonna, whether accident or illness. And guess what? He was 100% correct. Out of that class of 125 people, there were three or four that had lost their lives prior to graduation. He was correct. The number of people that I know that have lost their lives young children and grandchildren. I, I don't even like to talk about it, but it's a, it's reality. And of those those people that I graduated with that, that didn't live to the age that I am now, that had passed away from accident or illness, some, some of them were very, very good friends of mine. It's not something that we thought was going to happen when we were... 13 years of age, 12 years of age. We didn't think about that, right? It was just not not part of our plan. Our plan was to live forever. You know, you you didn't you didn't consider passing away before retirement. You just didn't think about it. And I can tell you right now that that if we do not, as responsible financial stewards, consider the fact that that when our job here is done whenever god calls us home we may not be 90 years old we are not guaranteed tomorrow so why are so many people so many so many good christian believers why are why are so many people living without planning like they're going to be here you know less than 24 hours why Why are responsible stewards, or people that are striving to be good stewards, not making those plans, not putting them in place? I, I, sometimes a visit to a cemetery is a wake-up call. As a financial planner, it, 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 it's not something that reassures me, but it solidifies what I already know that we are not guaranteed tomorrow. So, I'm not here to scare you, but we have to be honest with ourselves. We're not going to live forever. Sometimes sometimes things don't go like we plan. How many of you, how many of you from the age of 18 till today, everything happened exactly like you thought it was going to happen? just not real and sometimes we lose some of the people that are closest to us and we have to plan for that from a financial standpoint sometimes we need to understand that those folks that are grandparents and great-grandparents may have been a lot smarter than we thought that they were prepared for those things that they hoped never occurred. No one wants to lose a child. No one wants to lose a grandchild. No one wants to lose their spouse or a family member, okay, before we would expect. There's no good time to lose a loved one, right? We all grieve, but it's much worse whenever that time comes much earlier than expected. From a financial standpoint, I think we should always be prepared for those unexpected, unplanned events. So when when people say, "Jay, you know, what do you think about life insurance on children?" My answer is, I I, I think it's needed. Okay, even though we don't want it to happen, and the the probability of it happening is is relatively small. But I started this story with saying we all know someone who has lost a child. And and the reality is we we probably know more than one. So, yes, I think that life insurance is is part of the plan. You know, we love to talk about college planning. But planning for a child's funeral is not something we want to talk about. And I, I understand the tactic, emotional tactic of avoidance. But as a good financial steward, I think we should be prepared for it, even though we don't want it to happen. Okay? But, and, and God forbid that it does happen, that it's not a financial uh, uh, downfall, that it's not something that you have to go to the bank or a family member and borrow money to bury your your child. People, it hurts me to even to talk like this. Um, because I, you know, I, I, raised children and I've got 11 grandchildren and I don't want anything to happen to any of those. I, you know, I want to, uh, you know, I want them all to outlive me, but I also know statistically that it does happen. Okay. And that visit to Charleston, the graveyard, the cemetery is a dose of reality for me. You know, the, 20, the number of 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds. You know, we don't hear of many people uh, uh, dying in childbirth now. I, 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 I have. I, don't, I know people that did um, due to complications of bleeding and, and, and those kind of things. Uh, not many, but it still happens. We still, and, and, and I, I think it's just a, a an obscene number of people that, that pass away early from cancer. Um, I think it's environmental. I, you know, I have my opinions. you may have yours, but I think it's, it's something that we have to deal with. Um, you know, my, uh, my sister's husband passed away from cancer at what I consider an early age of, I think, 67. Uh, we consider that an early death now, you know, mid sixties. Um, I, I don't think that he, he had planned for passing away in his mid sixties, but financially he was prepared. Uh, he he was also a financial planner as 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 I am and and he had had done all the things right you know if you if you would write a book on things to do uh you know when things don't go as planned he 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 did well uh, and I'm I'm proud of him for that um, very proud so the message of this uh, uh, of of this particular podcast is sometimes we have to have difficult discussions about things that we don't want to talk about but yet as a as a financial steward we have to okay death is not a cheery subject it is just not some people can speak about it more easily than others but from a financial planner's viewpoint and I want you to listen to me Hunter. I I have seen The good, and I've seen the bad. I've seen the people who have done the proper planning, and I've seen the people who have done no planning. And the people who have done no planning are on Facebook with GoFundMe pages asking for donations to bury their child. Yep, that's harsh. But it's also reality, and you know it. You've seen it. You may have contributed to it. I was uh, 15 or 20 years ago. I was a commander of a, a local American legion. And the number of people that contacted us asking to have charitable events at the Legion, you know, a dance or a fish fry or whatever it may be to raise money, to raise money for funeral expenses for a loved one was about once a month in a town of 600 people, in a town of 600 people. At least twelve to fifteen requests a year, people asking, "As the commander of the legion, Jay, can you can you uh, can we host an event there and and pass the bucket?" And and, and that was before GoFundMe. Now we we see people doing GoFundMe um, pages to to pay for funeral expenses. People that is not financial planning. GoFundMe, even though it has its place, is not. A good financial plan. So I'm not gonna I'm not going to to continue to scratch this topic. I think you understand what I'm talking about. It's it's not a, a popular subject, but it's a subject that must be addressed. It is a subject that we must plan for. Okay, it is something that we wish upon no one uh, to deal with with, especially a child's death. But listen, th- this this passing away is going to get all of us, right? We're not staying here. Not staying here. So let's be prepared. So if you're a young a young family listening today, a young father or mother, uh, and, and maybe you don't have plans in place uh, for your children, um, give me a call. Uh, I might be able to recommend someone in your area. Maybe I can help you. I, I don't know. But let's let's have that subject uh, um uh, discussed. It may be something that you can get uh, a child's term insurance through your current employment. Uh, I don't necessarily like that idea because people change jobs on the average of 10 times in a lifetime now. I would rather you buy a very cheap plan. You know, listen, I'm not going to, to uh, address certain companies, but there are companies that, that, that focus on uh, children's insurance, and, and it is cheap. All right, so there's really no excuse not to, to do it. But at the same time, let's, let's talk about the good things. Let's talk about the, the, the college planning. Let's talk about um, you know, the, getting this child from, from uh, an infant to becoming a good steward at the, the age of 18 to 22. Right? Let's teach them. Uh, let's, let's, let's set them up financially so that they, they've got a good start at life. Let's have those discussions at the same time. And you should be having those discussions with an advisor, okay? whether it be me or someone else. As long as you're having them, I'm happy. But it has to be godly, godly advice. It has to be a, 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 a God-honoring uh, plan. So listen, if you'd like to have this conversation, even though you may not like the conversation, uh, it's a conversation that needs to be had. You can find my contact information. If you just want my opinion, uh, uh, th- that's fine. That's that's what I'm here for. But you can find uh, the, the contact information at com. When you visit com, you're going to see some things on there. You're going to see a newsletter, which I encourage you to sign up for, okay, because I'm going to be talking about things that I don't talk about here on the podcast. Maybe more specific from an economic standpoint and, and how – um the our belief system is impacted through the economic uh issues that we're dealing with. And and I encourage you there. You can you can track back to different podcasts through the website. Uh you can also sign up for a, a free consultation, which I encourage you to do. Okay? I encourage you to do that. Um listen, once again, difficult subject, but it is a necessary topic that must be discussed. Um And and I took several photos of of grave markers um, that that I've got on my phone here. And it it really just solidifies, Jay, a subject people don't want to talk about, but it's a subject that must be talked about. So visit uh, KingdomPlanAdvisory.com. Request a a, a telephone consultation with me. I'd love to talk to you. God bless you and have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to Revolutionary Stewardship. I encourage you to visit KingdomPlanAdvisory.com to read our latest articles and sign up for our monthly newsletter. If you would like to arrange a free stewardship consultation, please schedule on our website or you may call 888-226-7614. Securities offered through Vanderbilt Securities LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered with MSRB. Advisory services offered through Vanderbilt Advisory Services. God bless.